and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about when to say when and how to do it. Hey Janine. Hey Shannon, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great too. I'm recording from beautiful Walla Walla, Washington. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're not together recording, but we're at least within a few hundred miles of each other. I know. I know for whatever reason, it always feels nice when same, when we're in the same time zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. I was um, in New York last week, and and I know a couple of people in the area, and it was like we weren't able to get together, but. It just felt nice, like being in the time, same time zone for a change. Yeah, it reminds me of back in the day when you would fly through a city, mm-hmm. and and because you were in, let's say you flew one flew through Cleveland, and they had a friend in Cleveland, they weren't they had a yeah. layover. You'd call that friend, right? Because it from a payphone because it wasn't a long distance call, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also back in the day when security wasn't a big deal, and you could actually like someone could meet you. I remember like having layovers in the Bay Area and my friends would like come and meet me and we'd go eat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you and I have enjoyed a meal at the Portland airport during a layover of mine. I think so. Would have been post 9-11, but still we did it because my layover was so long I was willing to go through security twice, you know, again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're off topic. So when, when, when you said... That we're talking about when to say when, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if people think that we're going to announce that we're stopping the podcast. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that never occurred to me. I know, but no, just occurred that to me. is no. not what this is about. No. <laughs> no, it's about like, you know, when to stand up for yourself, when to pull the plug, like sort of when to call it instead of, um, you know, taking it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So let, why don't you tell us what sparked this? Well, so we were just in New York and we had an Airbnb that turned out to be less than stellar. And um, I had taken a shower in the evening and it was so awful. I woke <laughs> up in the morning thinking, mm, I need to get flip flops. before I take a shower again and then I was like wait a second (laughs) this is unacceptable like we just need to move somewhere else like there was already a number of things that were an issue like you know this is a New York City apartment and they don't have a key for the deadbolt (laughs) and there's two windows that open up onto a fire escape neither of them close all the way and latch. That's unacceptable. Yeah. So, you know, there was a number of things that were at play. And, but when I woke up thinking, hmm, I need to get flip-flops yeah. before I take a shower. <laughs> Hilarious. Your, your task list wasn't, 
I need to get out of this Airbnb. It was, I need to get to Target or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was literally thinking, I wonder where I could get some cheap flip-flops. <laughs> and then, and then it, I realized like, no, I think it's time to say when and make a different decision. Mm-hmm. And luckily we were in a position where um, we had a, a lot of points through a, through a credit card and we found an amazing hotel and um, it may it makes me think of some of the decision making conversations we had because I said um, I want a bed a sofa or at least two comfortable chairs and a mini fridge like oh, okay. those are my prerequisites uh-huh. and then Mike started looking while I was sort of dealing with Airbnb and found the uh, it was a Marriott residence inn and it had an actual kitchenette. <laughs> oh, not just a mini fridge. And a sofa and a really comfortable chair and like an island that had two chairs at it so we could like sit and eat meals oh, and wow. And a big, beautiful king bed. And we were on the 21st floor with an amazing view where, like, we we moved from the Airbnb to this place. And then it just started pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And then we were treated to the most stunning rainbow over the New York skyline I've ever oh, seen. That's amazing. And it just felt like, oh, thank God we did this. Right, and you were in it. Your it was a well situated. I mean, well located uh, hotel. If I right. remember, yeah, like better, like let more less. Sorry, more out of the way, less out of the way, more in the way, more you know, better, more, more better. <laughs> yeah, more more better. Um, yeah, we it was. You know, we weren't in Times Square. It's Midtown. It was sort of garment district, Midtown, mm-hmm. and um, um, so. The, the trip was focused on Broadway shows. And and so it was like a 10 or 15 minute walk to get to the shows. And it was fun because, you know, we'd be walking through Times Square, but we didn't have to sort of deal with Times Square every day. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So um, it ended up being really great. And so we got this amazing hotel for because of the points for less than we paid for the Airbnb. And I was sort of feeling like since, you know, the points didn't feel like actual money, like, well, even if we don't get the money back from Airbnb or we don't get all of it back, um, then, you know, I don't, I don't feel that bad. Like it's not financially, it's not a huge crunch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I presented my case to, Airbnb. They said, you have to contact the host. I contacted the host. He gave me a full refund. And then I contacted Airbnb and said, he gave me a full refund. How about you guys? And then they gave me a full refund. And that was it. Like, yeah. So, um, and I was really just hoping that we'd get a refund for the remainder of the stay. Right. Because you spent what, one night there? We spent two nights there. Two nights there. Yeah. Well, that is great, and uh, and I know you're very good at presenting your case. Um, you know, you've done that over and over again. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering whether uh, you hesitated at all. I mean, was it were you concerned that it wasn't going to work out? 
Well, yeah, I was a little concerned. Like I had this sort of feeling like, what if we're, you know, jumping from the fire pan and frying pan <laughs> into the fire? You know, like what if we get something worse? Because originally I was looking at another Airbnb and then I was like, wait, we just need to go to a hotel where, you know, it's like more predictable, more predictable. Exactly. And um, but, you know, so I did feel like, oh, what if what if it's worse? What if, you know, it's super expensive? What, you know, like all of these things more stressful? What if the process of moving is more stressful than the process of staying. And right. Not, not the process, but the experience of staying. But yeah. But no, you let it be easy, it sounds like. Yeah, we totally let it be easy. Um, we did Uber. We took public transportation from the airport to the Airbnb with our luggage and everything. But we just decided, like, just, you know, pack up everything. We're just going to take an Uber and not worry about, like, we're not going to try and get there by subway or anything mm-hmm. um and we got to the hotel and it was fantastic and it, and later mike did say you know i i probably wouldn't have um pulled the plug i would have just made do but i'm really glad that you did yeah oh that's so good it's so it's reminding me of my little trip from kansas city in my new car where i finally you know, threw in the towel and spent the night on, yeah. on the road and was so glad I did. Yeah. Cause there's no, you don't need to be a hero. <laughs> right? right. You don't right. have to, you don't have to yeah. drive till you're exhausted or stay in the place. that's icky, even if it gives you a decent story. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we got a better story of like yeah. how we ended up in the best possible place. Would you stay in that hotel again? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. It's amazing. That's a good And did you not consider a hotel when you were originally planning? Well, when we were originally planning, like, I was thinking more like we wanted a kitchen Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, because we wanted to cook. And then when we were deciding to make a different choice, I said, do we really need a kitchen? Mike's like, I said, I don't think we're going to cook, are we? And he's like, no, I'm like, I would like a fridge because, you know, we had like granola and yogurt and stuff that I wanted to be able to keep in the fridge. Or like if then if we had leftovers from going out or something, we could not throw them away. We could keep them and eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sort of freed it up. But then we found one with the kitchen anyway. <laughs> and did you end up using the kitchen kitchen? No, I mean, we yeah. like used the microwave and used the refrigerator, but mm-hmm. we didn't actually cook anything. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, it was just, um, it was a little stressful to make the decision to call it mm-hmm. and make a different choice, but it really did ended up, end up being the the best possible situation you know best possible decision do you think that if someone's trying to decide to call it um that like the first step is perhaps getting in touch with what's important to you yes (laughs) yeah like so many things right and that's what i was thinking you know when i when i woke up and i was thinking about like oh i need to get flip-flops and then i'm like wait a minute we have six more nights. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be comfortable. 
Like, it's going to impact the, my enjoyment of this trip, staying Absolutely. here. Absolutely. You come home from an amazing Broadway show and feel icky where you're staying. That would not right. have been good. And right. unsafe. All right. Um, yeah, so it just... it. But I will tell you, I didn't realize how much anxiety I had being there until we were gone, um, until we got to the hotel, and then I felt like I could really relax. And I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if I was just sort of so locked into trying to make the best of it mm-hmm. that I wasn't really letting myself feel how anxious I was. Mm-hmm. You were trying to tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is um, interesting. Yeah, so, but I think that is something worth checking into. And it sort of reminds me um, of long, long ago, I realized, you know, if you go into a restaurant and it takes a long time for them to seat you, and then it takes a long time for them to bring you a menu, and then it takes a long time for them to bring you water, you should just cut your losses right there mm-hmm. and just get out. Because it's not going to get better. Right. That's <laughs> true. Um, and so, you know, sort of recognizing that, you know, sort of what are, what feels okay to you and what feels like something you're tolerating. Mm-hmm. And what are you, what are you willing to tolerate and what do you really not need to tolerate? Yeah, and, 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 and that can shift, right? So I'm mm-hmm. thinking about like, Oh, well, there's so many things. But my my van that I drove for four years, which served its purpose because I needed a van, and yet I was tolerating so much yeah. in terms of driving comfort and visibility and all that stuff. Um, and then once I got out of it into a more enjoyable car, like, wow, how did I, how did I possibly <laughs> put up with that for four years? Or sometimes we're putting up with things simply because we can't afford to make a change. And you right. know, we save up our money until we can or whatever it is but yeah once you've made the change and you've called it it's like oh yeah 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 it's sort of a flip a little bit of a flip side of this is when i on this trip to um walla walla i i flew to portland and rented a car and then i drove Mm -hmm. to your house where you weren't right (laughs) so you know the rental car situation is sketchy right now right there's a shortage of cars i was a little afraid there wasn't going to be one even though i had a reservation but there was and i had i had um, rented a full-size sedan and the guy said oh we're gonna upgrade you and I'm putting air quotes around that yeah to a Kia Sportage which is a you know perfectly acceptable small SUV but right. I don't want an SUV and I'm like well what if I don't like it does it have all the modern conveniences he, he said you mean Apple CarPlay <laughs> I said, yes that's exactly what I mean uh-huh. he said I think it does but if it doesn't you just come back and we'll get you into something else so I get to the car it uh, doesn't have it does have Apple CarPlay it does not have um, automatic seats it does not it doesn't have a lot of things this is literally the first car I've ever rented that wasn't as nice as the car I own <laughs> right yeah but um, uh, it had 20,000 miles on it my car is 600, right? right. <laughs> the one in St. Louis. So uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to go back because it was right next to a Nissan Altima, which would have been perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm now used to a Nissan. And so I go, I go back to the counter on this, uh, in the garage, so it wasn't the same guy. And I, there was one other person ahead of me. I'm waiting. And I heard her say to him, would you like the Nissan Altima or the Chevy Malibu? 
And he's like, I don't care. And she said, I'll give you the one with the lowest mileage. And then I said, I want the Nissan Altima. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she said, no, I just gave it to him. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and that's when I called it. I'm like, Janine, get over yourself. And so I said, okay, thanks. And I went back to my Kia Sportage. Uh-huh. And you know what? It's fine. It's great. It's got what it even has lane, the lane thing. I didn't even. Oh, really? It took me half the trip to notice it. But, um, uh, and it does have Apple CarPlay that works. And it does not have heated seats, yet it's not cold out. <laughs> so, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because at first I was feeling sort of, yeah, I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to, I'm not going to settle for this. And then I realized, you know what? You just need to get to Shannon's house. It's really late. And yeah. you're tired. Just let it be good <laughs> enough. And it, it has, it's been great. And it turns out that the high, slightly higher SUV is actually better for my father and my, his older sister who have been getting in and out, and my brother who have been getting in and out of the car. So oh. that getting out of a lower car is harder for them. So Right. Yeah. So turned out for the best. Oh, that's so good. I, I'm glad I called it at that moment, even though. Yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. And it's, sometimes it's hard to know when to stand up for yourself and sort of how assertive to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think you had a good experience there. Like, you know, had it been easy, like, you know, this isn't really what I want and asking for it and getting it, but also recognizing like, oh, it's getting more complicated to try and get what I want. This is fine. I'm lucky to have a car at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, there's sort of, I don't, it's, it can be a little bit tricky to navigate that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's no perfect way to do it, that's for sure. Right, right. But that first step of getting in touch with what's important um, is really the, the key. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, that I've had the most success just being nice to people. Oh, yeah. You know, sort of stating your case as pleasantly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it seems like if you go in guns blazing, it's that's not so helpful. Yep, that's my experience, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember this. I, I this was a long time ago, almost 15 years ago. Um when I was flying back from New Zealand, our flight from Auckland to LA was delayed. And so I missed my flight, which was booked separately from LA to Portland. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, it was spring break. Mm-hmm. And there were like no flights. But I had already contacted, I have several friends in the LA area, and I had a place to stay, and they were going to get me, and, you know, it was like, it was fine. So, you know, I had sort of a backup plan, and still went to the window and said, you know what, if we can't get home tonight, it's fine. It would be really nice to, but, you know, we know a lot of people are trying to get home. And the guy's like, oh... I don't know, let me see what I can do. And and then he goes, have you checked any bags? Nope, just a carry-on. He was like, okay, here you go. Handed me the tickets. <laughs> he, he bumped me up to first class. Nice, and because <laughs> you were nice. Yeah, and he, and he was like, everyone had, I mean, I just watched person after person after person yell at him. 
Mm-hmm. And just by saying, you know what, I know, like, the, this is a really difficult situation. And this is what I would like to have happen. If it can't, that's fine. He was like, oh, if I can do someone a favor, it's going to be the person who doesn't yell at me. Right. I'm going to have to give this first class seat to somebody. Might as well be to the nice person. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. But so it was pretty funny uh, to then I had to like run to get on the flight because it was had already started boarding. Uh And um, and I've been essentially camping for a month in New Zealand Mm -hmm. and I just have a backpack and like the same clothes that I've been wearing for a month I mean you know I washed them but still I was a little bit draggled and then to go into first class (laughs) there were people who were giving me the stink eye for sure were you were you stinky I wasn't stinky okay just although it had taken about 36 hours at that point to get home yeah you weren't fresh <laughs> no I was not fresh right. but you know the super rich like the the actors and the rock stars they probably look all grungy in first class yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know they, I there have been a lot of situations where you know to to stand up for yourself in a pleasant way has gotten me pretty far oh yeah I I the thing that I remember it was in writing, but was that you were able to write a letter to the IRS and get what you wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, imp- I'll never forget that. That was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you could, you could do workshops on this, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and part of that is thinking about what's going on for the person on the other side. Yes. You know, like, so what, what's their goal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, approaching it from like, how can we both get our goals met here? Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, you know, people who are in customer service, most of the time, except everyone has bad day from time to time, but most of the time they want to provide you good customer service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you. when do you say when you can let us know on social media we're at getting to good enough on twitter or on where on me facebook Uh, and instagram (laughs) (laughs) and at gtg enough on twitter you can head over to the show notes at getting to good enough.com and leave a comment there or you can give us a call and leave a message at 413-424-GTGE that's 4843 until next time this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland Oregon and Janine Adams in Walla Walla Washington (laughs) and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you Next episode will be with us together in person. Yay, can't wait. I know, me too.